Welcome to another episode of the EMG podcast. My name is Sam Boyassi and today I'm joined once again by Louise Rogers, our content and editorial assistant. How are you doing, Louise? I'm really well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So, as our regular viewers of our content will know, we are hugely passionate here about innovations, which can range from developing new tech to simply trying out new ideas to improve the way that we do our everyday jobs. And it's really something that we preach about constantly, and it's part of our values as well to do things differently. And naturally, we keep a very close eye on innovations that is taking place in the life sciences industry as well. And this is why we developed our journal, EMJ Innovations, which funnily enough, we're looking to innovate and do differently ourselves at the moment. So innovations taking place in the pharma industry is also something uh, that we cover a great deal in Gold Magazine. And this brings me to today's topic, the growth and future of gene and cell therapy, a unique form of treatment that could transform patient care in the future. So the Gold team here have been hearing a lot about this, haven't they, Louise? You know, absolutely. It's getting covered more and more in the media. And it was actually the topic of discussion at a few of the sessions at the recent I for Pharma Mm. event in Barcelona, which I attended. It appears we're on the cusp of something really exciting here with a number of these therapies close to becoming available for patients. So, but currently there's not a massive amount approved and marketed around the world. I think the kind of main examples that come to my head are and that are available are Yaskata by Gilead Sciences and Chimera by Novartis. But, you know, there's a lot currently in development. The FDA have said recently that it expects to be approving, I mean, 10 to 20 new cell gene Mm -hmm. therapies every year from 2025. So it's a really exciting time and I think it's approaching quite soon. Yeah, I find this so fascinating because this type of therapy is so different to traditional medicines and being able to modify a patient's DNA to fight disease is the very definition of personalised care, something which, you know, the life sciences industry is striving for. And there's just so much more potential for this to be used to prevent a disease occurring in the first place down the line, uh, which again, I know ties into a lot of the messages that we hear at events like IFA Pharma. And again, this is going to be slightly what our our feature article in the uh, in the gold magazine is about uh, where a focus is needed on trying to prevent diseases rather than always having to try and cure conditions if that makes sense yeah no that's right and the beauty of gene and cell therapy is that it potentially only requires one dose Mm. to cure a patient of a disease you know whereas in traditional medicines you know patients were on a whole regime and it's just fantastic for patients. Absolutely. But not only that, but from what I hear, that could also address a lot of complex and rare diseases in where there aren't any effective treatments at the moment, like complicated neurological disorders, for example, uh, like motor neuron disease. And I know a lot of products being developed are aimed at treating late stage cancer patients. So it can give hope to certain patients where there was none before. So I think it's so important that healthcare stakeholders now come together to ensure that these become available to patients soon, because there are a lot of issues beyond the actual science that still needs to be sorted I mean would you agree with that yeah I mean I think the big one is pricing Mm. while it's great that we're having that these therapies are being developed and they're personalized to each patient it does mean that the cost of developing and delivering them is much higher than mass-produced traditional medicines this means the prices will ultimately be very high which will be a barrier to a lot of health systems and ultimately patients in accessing them for example off the top of my head it's expected that there's going to be an approval this year for a gene therapy developed by Novartis for spinal muscular atrophy. All the trials have shown fantastic results, 
but it is believed the treatment would cost between four to five million wow. US dollars per patient. And that, I think that just illustrates the extent of this issue. Yeah, but, but like so many new technologies, there are solutions to the initial problems that are posed. But what do you think can be done about this? Well, I think the industry have pretty much recognise the need yeah. to move forward to a more outcomes-based payment model for these forms of therapy. Now, this requires pharma working together with all stakeholders, including doctors and regulatory agencies, to come up with a whole new approach to pricing. For example, reimbursement decisions are currently often only based on long-term outcome data. Mm-hmm. Obviously, long-term information isn't really available yet in the case of gene and cell therapy. And we can't really afford to wait that long because there's patients out there who need these treatments urgently. So a whole rethink is required about the way this is done. A model is needed where pricing can be spread out across a number of years, depending on whether certain milestones are met. And I think this requires a much greater emphasis on real world evidence. So pharma need to work with other stakeholders on using this as well. I mean, it is so frustrating though, isn't it? Because the science is pretty much there. It's just getting those products to the patient that is the biggest issue now. And I know, you know, one of the opening keynotes that you went to at IFA Pharma uh, was from Emmanuel Otsuni, who is the head of Europe Cell and Gene Therapy at Novartis Oncology. And he talked about the challenges of physically delivering gene therapies as it's much more complicated process than the traditional medicines, which are delivered in bulk. And from what I remember from listening back to the recording, he was describing how Novartis are using digital technology to improve the efficiency and lower the cost of delivering these products uh, so completely different to their usual delivery model. And it's great to hear how pharma are thinking out the box and finding innovative solutions like this. We'll be seeing these sorts of approaches a lot more in the future as more and more gene and cell therapies get approved, but we've still got a way to go, unfortunately. Yeah, there's so many different topics attached to the area of gene and cell therapy. And I mean, it's certainly that I'm you know I'm really looking forward to and that we'll definitely be discussing in a lot of future editions of gold absolutely and I can't wait for those thanks again for joining me today Louise that's all we've got time for today and thanks again to our listeners for tuning in I hope you tune in again next week for another episode of the EMG podcast bye